Genre. To Countdown to Infinity, where we are counting down the Marvel movies one film at a time until the release of Avengers Infinity War in May. You have your wonderful three co-hosts today, myself, Ray Ruzo, along with Chris O'Connor and Becca Raybergen. Excelsior. Hi. Today we are moving into phase two of the Marvel Universe and covering Iron Man 3. Lots of numbers going on here. <laughs> Yippee! So many numbers, because it's about Tony. Tony. Yep. And from this point on, there's going to be a lot of, lots of sequels. Yeah. Lots of sequels. Yeah. I mean, it's good there was already a sequel for Tony. So, I think the beginning of Phase 2 was kind of this, like, quantum leap forward in quality of these films. Not to say that the other films were bad by any stretch of the imagination, because, as you know, we have been flailing about them for the past several weeks. Yeah, we, we, you know, they're great and we love them. The monkey, but I mean, the monkey was off their backs. Yeah. You know, they got, they got through the first phase successfully and people were excited for phase two, so. They made it, they proved that they could do it. Um, people stopped saying that, oh, comic book movies suck. Except for, like, that one or two that Marvel did. Now they had, like, a solid stable of, like, five of them, or six of one, two... Three, four, five, six. Yeah, six. Six of them. Uh, and they could appoint to him and be like, see, you're yeah. good at this. Yeah, no, at this point, um, I like this quote from Joss, even though I feel like he's sort of failing to, to deliver on this quote, which is that when it comes to sequels, you don't go bigger, you go deeper. And I think the MCU has kind of hit a point where that's really what they're doing with their films. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they kind of centered in on, like, core thing about each character. It's like, let's go that direction. Yeah. And for the most part, they've worked. Yeah, and for, uh, generally, as the MCU has gone along, it's, it's one of those funny things with sequels, uh, where, you know, in the past, it'd be like, oh, oh there's gonna be, like, a fourth Jaws movie. Oh, there's gonna be a fifth Rocky movie. Oh, there's gonna be a third Die Hard movie. It's like, sequels... Far three. Yeah, generally, sequels just get worse as you go along. Um, uh, and, and until like, you know, the Marvel's Marvel movies came, well, except for Star Wars. Okay. Except for Star Trek. Okay. Except for Rocky four was great anyway. But like, <laughs> um, you know, like with Iron Man two, we were kind of like, eh, it's not as great as Iron Man one. And that's true. But Iron Man three came along and it's just like, <gasps> this is so good. Yeah. Yeah. How is yeah. it so good? And with the um, slight hiccup that is Thor The Dark World, which we'll talk about next week, uh, all their other sequels 
have been amazing. Like, you know, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War, Guardians mm-hmm. 2. Like, as they've they've gone on, like, their sequels, if not being better than the ones that came before, they're at least as good. Definitely. They're not, yeah. they're not bad. Definitely. And then, and then again, Thor redeemed himself. Oh my god, Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok is so, so good. <laughs> Thor, Thor redeemed the entire universe if the universe yeah. is bad. So, with Ragnarok. <laughs> all, so. all bow down to Taika Waititi. Yeah. <laughs> Odin, oh my god. Odin, Odin died for the Dark World. <laughs> he sacrificed himself. <laughs> anyway, so Iron yes. Man 3. This is Yay. actually a really great transition out of Avengers because you just had this huge, massive, epic movie with aliens coming out of the sky and nukes threatening New York. So how do you transition out of that and go back to solo character movies? Well, you deal with the really intense fallout of that film. Yeah, especially especially for some for the characters who aren't used to being on that stage. Like Tony was doing his own thing, you know. He was privatizing world peace. He wasn't. He didn't sign no, up for aliens. No, he didn't. And he didn't sign up for wormholes. And he certainly didn't know how to deal with you know the mental stuff that came along yeah. after. So, and Iron Man 3 deals with that really well. I remember like raving to everyone about this movie that it is such a good psychological evaluation of Tony in as much as it's just a great story in general. Seeing this movie in theaters was such an experience because, you know, you start off with that kind of like solemn voiceover with the suits exploding and it looks really dark and gritty. And then as the Marvel logo comes up, listen up, here's the story. Here's the story. Oh my God, the theater went nuts. (laughs) It was such a crazy energy of everyone Uh. going, oh my God, I haven't heard this song. In like ten years. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I, I I like how it. You know, this movie starts. You know, the first frame is like you see the suits blowing up. It's like, wait, where's the little Marvel Studios logo thing? Yeah. What's going on, guys? I what? Oh no, dark, gritty, blue. <laughs> we create our own demons. A famous guy said that. I don't know who it was, but now I'm a famous guy. So two famous guys have said it. Wait, I don't. Let's just start at the beginning. Blue. This is such a great introduction scene because I I think for a lot of reasons, but for me personally, it's very emotional because you have the callback to Iron Man 1 uh, with Jensen saying he, oh, we met once at a conference in Switzerland. In Bern, Switzerland. And you have that wonderful little moment of sort of misdirection where he introduces him to uh the chinese doctor who does who does come back later in the film but yeah at the very end in a tiny tiny part although if you saw this movie in china it was a slightly less tiny part but only slightly (laughs) well yeah but i can see why they put that sort of misdirection in there when you have the mandarin as your villain <laughs> for the film a little bit even though if you yeah. paid any attention to casting whatsoever you knew that it was ben kingsley so and yeah and the gen- and just the general like press for it yeah the trailers and everything they'll never see me coming 
Oh my god, <laughs> he's like a Baptist preacher. <laughs> he's so good. He really is. Uh, and then you have the introduction to Maya and Killian uh, in this scene as well. You know, it's New Year's, everyone's partying, Tony wants to get laid because he's Tony, and he never doesn't. <laughs> yep. The ball's about to drop. So they're all heading up to the elevator, and Killian kind of like, well, I was going to say muscles his way in, but there's not really any muscle on that but body. He's not very muscly. <laughs> you know, poor, poor, this is, this is the gimpiest looking Guy Pierce there is. Yeah. So he kind of like makes he's, his way in. He's... He's there to talk to Maya, though, isn't he? But Tony assumes that... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's talking at Maya, but Tony's like, well, I'm Tony Stark. Exactly. wouldn't want to talk to Yeah, Tony assumes that he's there for him, and he's like, well, no, actually, I'm, I'm trying to talk to her, and we've been following you since, like, uh, what was it, MIT or First Stanford? First year at MIT. Like, they've been following... Mm-hmm. AIM has been following yep. her since, uh, since her days in school, and uh, he's, like, trying to get a hold of her, and Tony's like, no... Here, it's like here. Why don't you give her two cards? One to throw away, and then one to one to not <laughs> one to not call. <laughs> one to not yeah. call you from. And then just to be, you know, extra douchey, he pulls yeah. him aside. And is like, I'm titillated at the notion of working with you. You know, meet me on the roof. Meet me upstairs. Meet and me then upstairs. Just yeah, never shows up. It's, it's very high school. It's very high school bully. You know, it's like it's like he he's gonna. You know, vote him king of the prom and then dump a bunch of pig blood on him. Pretty much. I mean, that's actually really accurate. It is. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Or like, you know, those terrible things that frats do, like pig parties or whatever, where they're like, oh, yeah, you're my friend. Uh, Why don't you come on over? And then they fucking make fun of him. Yeah. So he's, you know, this is this is douchey old bad Tony. We're reminded of what Tony used to be, even though like. How far he's Even though come. Tony's entire yes. like character arc is like one step forward, two steps back, over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. But hey, he does make progress. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Sometimes, depending on the film. He makes a lot of progress in this two film. Step forward, <laughs> one step back is still one step forward. He makes so much progress in this film, yep. and then, you know, by, by the next time we see him... Less, less so. He's lost some of it. So he heads up to the room. Maya's showing him extremis that she's been working on with a plant. And they're nerding out about it. John Travolta from Pulp Fiction is there. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god, Happy, we need to talk about your life choices. He makes horrible life choices. Like, that wasn't even just bad for the 90s. It was just, like, bad. Happy is looking kind of silly. So he's being petulant as well, because he like oh yeah pulls a piece off the plant, which then causes <laughs> it to explode. Yeah, but I did like the bit where it's his own damn fault. I, I did like the bit where Happy's like closing the door and he gives him that little slime ball nod, like yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, God no, Happy. Yeah. <laughs> Happy, no, don't don't be a wingman right now. Happy. He doesn't need it. There is that sort of element of, it's like, your help is not required. I know you think you're helping, but you're not helping. And then the explosion yeah. happens, and he, like, interrupts everything. Why'd you gay? Why'd you gay? It's not why, no, it's the thing we were talking about with the things blowing up. Not Y2K? Oh, okay. Not Y2K? No. It's not Y2K. Okay, boss, get back to it. I, I oh, don't understand man. how Tony could have, I don't know. I mean, maybe they got it off. Uh, clearly they did, but... That's just such an awkward interruption. 
It, you know what? He's I, Tony. It's an explosion in in the next room. I think, uh, given the way things go, that that's just an exciting night. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it was her plant that exploded. And I'm sure they had a, a cool conversation about why it exploded and explosions and stuff and then had another explosion. Well, they, they also had that really yeah. sweet moment of, like, her putting on his sunglasses and or his glasses mm-hmm. and yeah, him being like, you're the most, in, like, doesn't he say, like, you're the most brilliant <laughs> woman I've met? Or the most gifted or, or, or something like that. Yeah, like the most and gifted And then he covers, he's like, in and, Switzerland. And like, really? In Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> Is that better? Tony, Did that work better? <laughs> okay. Tony's not comfortable giving people compliments. He's not comfortable <laughs> revealing that he's impressed by people. Right. And I think... And he's extra not comfortable, like, receiving compliments. Well, he pretends to be comfortable receiving compliments. It's like one of those inferiority complexes, like, superiority complex wrapped up in an inferiority complex. That whole, yeah. um... Yeah. You know, conversations with dead people thing. <laughs> So then we cut to present day Tony, who has been, what, awake for 72, 72 hours. hours, working on... Yeah. He's in the birthing suite. <laughs> working on Mark 42. He's injecting his arms with little dots. He's being uh, yeah. very transhumanist. Mm-hmm. He's being futuristic. Yeah. So for the record... Etc., etc. Biohacking. Is, what, six months after Avengers, yes? Yeah, because it's Christmas. Yeah. Like every Shane Black movie. He was on Mark 7 during Avengers, yeah. and now he's at Mark 42. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. We don't know that it's Mark 42 yet, I don't think. No, wait. Jarvis yeah. says it. Yeah. Yeah, Jarvis says so it. So he's, uh... Time to introduce you to your bouncing baby brother. So Tony's been a Literally. little bit busy. Yeah, that thing bounces. And by bounces, oh, but... I mean breaks. <laughs> Yeah, and I like how he how he's like breaks, you know his, his, mean breaks on his, face. his garage is like set up like it, it's there's it's just this big eclectic mess of like training equipment and yeah. and like his his uh, medical and you know engineering equipment and then all the armor and you know he's like working the Mokujin and he's got his heavy bag and his weights and he's like wing chunging at the camera and I'm just like oh oh wing chung you're so silly anyway but um. <laughs> I I'm not a big fan of that martial art, but whatever. Um, and then like you know the little sort of yeah the little the little like every piece of the armor has its own set of rockets that it can fly, and I'm just like, how would that even work? That's amazing, right? It seems impossible. This is actually like a really interesting evolution that goes back to the suitcase armor in yeah Iron yeah. Man Two, mm-hmm. which is okay. So he has the suit. He needs to figure out how to make it portable portable and as effective as possible. So you have like the suitcase version and then you have like the bracelets in Avengers that can like call it. And now he's like trying to like call it piece by piece onto his body. Yeah, he's got to be able to get it on and get it off as fast as he possibly can. Because remember in in the first movie, like when Pepper finds him down in the garage, he's like (laughs) being ripped apart by his robots. This isn't the worst thing you've found me doing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then even in Avengers, like, it's a lot faster. Like, when he lands at the top of Stark Cons- Tower, yeah. he's walking down that, like, platform, and it's removing it. A little circular it's things. Fast, but it's not super, like, it's, it's not, not, I'm going to open it. It doesn't do it for itself. It. Yeah. yeah, It's like, you know how computers have, like, the boot time has become faster over time, but when it, you know. Oh, yeah. You had those MS-DOS computers, it took so long yeah. to just turn on. Turn it on, yep. go get the go use the bathroom, get a drink, come back, it's still booting. Then put in the commands and yep. 
But I can also see from this, you know, state of trying to create uh, the most mobile version. uh, And it's also remotely controlled. He can control his suits from a distance and not actually be in them. Mm. Um, I can see this is like the direct line to Ultron, which we know is sort of Mm. the next big step for him. Oh, sure. Yeah. You get that in the climax of this uh, movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Like you know, he gets the the hands shoot on just fine. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's excellent. All right, let's let's go faster." And then and send them all. And then like he gets the legs and it's like jumping him around. He gets hit in like the the crotch oh. of the chest. He's like, let's "Slow it down, slow it down." Ah. I feel like Jarvis just <laughs> chose faces. not to slow it down at that point because Jarvis is kind and of then, a dick. And then the face piece. Yeah. Yeah, Jarvis is an interesting. Uh, like Jarvis himself is is probably one of the most advanced things Tony's done because it's oh, it's an sure. AI with a sense of humor. I yeah. mean, like, it's joking with him, and sometimes it's jokes yeah. just seem to be for it. Tony built himself a best friend. He really did. <laughs> based, excuse me, uh. based on his butler from growing up. Yeah. Who, yeah, who ran around with Peggy Carter. Yeah. Like, let's face it, Jarvis probably is more of a father to Tony than Howard ever was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, probably. Everything seems to be going fine. Everything is great. With and then I turned on the TV. And you get that first glimpse of the Mandarin yep. and his video, which is kind of, you got a mix of Osama Bin Laden and viral video going on at the same time. Yeah. It's very well crafted to be as like- U.S. Air Base in Saudi Arabia, church exploded. The Braves were away. Yeah. <laughs> It's like oh, and also like you know that's uh at, you know what on the on the rewatch it's like it's very clear like what actually happened. It's like one of their extremist things. Just he wasn't able to to yep. regulate, and he accidentally blew up in a church. Whoops! Time to create a fake terrorist to cover it up, guys. We got we gotta we gotta make up some sort of a reason for that to have happened. Uh, we have the money for this. Why here we not? go. Let's. Yeah, I wonder because you know Killian's not doing like the 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 writing the monologues. There's got to be like a. I wonder what the writers' room is like for for Aim <laughs> that writes writes the dialogue for the Mandarin character. <laughs> it's like, do the writers know that they're <laughs> what they're involved in? I don't know. <laughs> I kind of feel like it's a whole room full. They of, would like, have to be. They would have to. You be. know the dude in Captain America who refuses to launch the missiles. I feel like it's a whole room full yeah. of people like that writing, <laughs> except they've launched the missiles, i.e. they've written yeah. <laughs> this material for the yeah. cover up. Uh. So, yeah, so we go, you know, they clip through all these, like, you know, ABC, CNN, MSNBC, you know, all the, you know, oh. quote, Bill Maher. News in the Marvel Universe. Bill. And then they go and you, you see um, Tony's having some food with his bestie. With his best and Rhodey, they're out. They're talking oh, about Iron Patriot was, because it was introduced. Was the last cameo in there? Was that Joan Rivers? Think, yeah, they were talking she, about. Yeah, the they suit. She that was like one of the them. last things she yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway. she's talking about the fact that they just gave him a makeover. Same suit, <laughs> yeah. yeah, red, white, and blue. Iron Patriot used to be called the War Machine. Now they call him the yeah. Iron Patriot. Yeah, it's like it tested well with focus groups. <laughs> I I love this scene. They're like, like at a wing stop or something yeah. or a Chili's. Just hanging out <laughs> and talking. I love and, you. you know, Tony's Christmas trying story. to get in on the investigation because you know he's he wants something to do. Yeah. Other than 
sit in his cave making suits. Yeah. He's like, I made this thing. Like, I have, like, a mobile bomb unit that can go ahead and go there and dispose of bombs. If you want me to help with that, I can do this and I can do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, this isn't a superhero thing. Yeah. Well, no. I think... This is the United States of America thing. He's feeling incredibly vulnerable after everything that happened mm-hmm. in Avengers. So I think he's trying to, like, have control in as many ways yeah. as possible. Mm-hmm. So getting involved in this, yeah. it's it's the same mentality as the suit. And speaking of New being York, useful yeah, and being able to you do get those two kids coming up to him, and then those kids are adorable. I loved you in can a you Christmas my, story. Can you sign my drawing? Fun fact: <laughs> the actor who was the kid in a Christmas story was in the first Iron Man film. Um, as yeah. an adult, <laughs> he was the he got, uh, uh, Obadiah Stane I, is the one that yelled at him about like oh, Tony Stark build this in a cave out of a box of scraps. <laughs> I'm not Tony Stark. <laughs> I think that I think that guy also was one of the producers or something. Yeah, I think, so. I think he was yeah. on the first yeah, he one. He wasn't just a cameo. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then so and those, then and then the little the kids. kid little kid yeah, leans so he's, in. He's like, "How did you get out of the wormhole?" And then Tony signs the drawing, "Aaron, please help." <laughs> and he breaks the crayon. He breaks the crayon and it's like devastating for him the, that I, he has I broken broke, the crayon. Ripped it. Yeah. Yep. And then he, you know, runs out to his suit because that's the thing that, you know, hold, is holding him together. His suits are keeping him together. His sort of reverse claustrophobia. Check the, check, check the heart, check, check the, check the, is it the brain, you know, and yeah. Jarvis is just. Like, you're having a panic attack, sir. And he's like, me? Anxiety. <laughs> no. Tony. Like, that's Tony in denial that's of impossible. his own mental health. Yeah. And it's just like, it's such a jarring image of him in the Iron Man suit, like, kind of semi-collapsed on the sidewalk and everyone kind of Mm -hmm. around him. And Rhodey just kind of knocks on the summit. Next to, like, a suburban family restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Also, interesting thing, um, it's still clearly the same Iron Man suit that he was wearing in Avengers. It's still clearly the Mark VII because it's beat up all the hell. Hmm. And, you know, he's built 35 more suits, but he's still wearing this one. It's his casual suit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's more general purpose i think the other like 30 some odd are like very specialized uh-huh as we'll see at the end and then it goes to uh pepper right or happy yeah pepper and happy badges badges pepper and happy badge he's gone badge. from bodyguard to head of forehead of security badge? forehead of security yeah he's he's really upset with everybody for not uh taking him seriously and for not wearing their security badges. Look, and look, the human component of human resources. That's where that's the, the weakness right there. We need <laughs> to phase that out. <laughs> you want me to replace the entire janitorial staff with robots? So then she has her yeah. uh, her meeting with this guy she knew she used to work with, who was always trying him. to hit on her. And yeah, she's clearly expecting. Hashtag me too. She's clearly expecting. She's she, yeah. yeah. She's, she's expecting, expecting him to be the like the same sort of. The guy, yeah. yeah, that guy went from the elevator, and he is not. Oh <laughs> yeah, my really not. God, he has had a glow up. Yeah, serious. karma's a bitch. Um, Literal glow up, as we uh, will later see. Yep. No. No, that's good. That's good. I like mm-hmm. it. Five years of physical therapy, my ass. I love his presentation. It's so cool. I yeah. love it. At first, he's like, Just, "Oh no, that's the universe. oh, that's the universe. What a silly mistake I've made." Ugh. And then he's like, "Oh, you're looking at my brain." 
Go ahead and pinch me. See, look, boo. It's like, what are those other little sparkles going off? Oh, that's just the, uh, never mind that. Anyway. It's just the stuff that'll make me explode and destroy this entire building. Oh, I was going for another joke, but I totally lost it, so I, I didn't I, I didn't have the balls for it. You're welcome. Mm. And then Happy, Happy calls Tony and is like, you gotta get down here. Showing her his big brain. You're all off with the super friends. You need to, you need to, uh, you know, pay attention to the best thing you've got in your life. Happy yes. the biggest, the biggest shipper. Yep, yep. As we find out in Homecoming, he's been carrying an engagement ring since 2008. <laughs> <laughs> At yeah. this moment, yeah, yeah. Happy has an engagement ring in his pocket for Tony. Oh, man. Like, so when he gets blown up in the next, like, couple scenes, like, oh, I suppose, it, like, they must have, like, found it, like, in his pocket or something and, it, like, kept it with his effects because I imagine that ring is expensive. Yeah. Probably. probably. That's not a, it's not a K-Jewelers affair. Obviously, he went to Jared, okay? <laughs> ah, ah. I just so, is that when she heads home to find the giant bunny? Giant bunny in the driveway. I hope it does not rain. And then she goes in and, and the armor is sitting, well, Tony is sitting there on the on the sofa. What is this, Mark 15? And she goes like, what is this, Mark 12? Yeah, and he I'm, looks down I'm, and it's look 42. at me. Come sit next to my giant suit. Look at how hard I am. Anyway. Oh my God, I cannot believe you said that. <sighs> yeah, and, it, and, it, and he's like, uh, <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she's like, why don't you go ahead and lift up? And like, they're having like a nice little moment. You know, he, she. He gives her the yeah. shoulder rub. Like, uh -oh. it's a little... Uh-oh. Hmm? It's a beep, boop, beep, boop. Stuck. Why don't you kiss me on the... Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't... Like... And she's like, oh, well, I'll just go downstairs and get a crowbar and pry it open, which is also kind of sexy <laughs> in its own way. But then he's like, uh, radiation leak. Very dangerous. You know, doing the Han Solo thing. Like, uh, you know... And then dangerous. there's Tony doing pull-ups. Yeah. Sort of <laughs> shades of Dr. Manhattan, only a little less creepy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. a lot less creepy. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Manhattan is really freaking creepy, so let's... Like, with super Yeah, that, that scene with, like, the multiple Manhattans that, like, you know, freak Silk Spectre out. That's, that is way worse than this. <laughs> On yeah. a scale from Tony Stark to Dr. Manhattan, how creepy are you treating your girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> it had better be yeah, Tony Stark. Yeah. Because, you know what? He has a... He has his moment here where he realizes he's fucked up, and he yeah. owns it. Yeah. Also, she wasn't as mad as. I'm not like, mad. I'm just just a man in a pain. This is something. Oh. Right. This is clearly something that had happened. Yeah. But I think she's also clearly worried about him. Also, foreshadowing Chekhov's remote control suit. Yeah, he he owns up to it. I'm a, just a man in a can. They're emotional and stuff, and she's like, "Let's go have a shower." And then they're in. Then it cuts to them mm -hmm. in bed, right? That's the next scene? Yeah. Yeah. And he's nightmare having a nightmare. scene. He's he's having his flashbacks and nightmares and dreaming Full on about PTSD. You know, fl flying off with a flying off with a nuke into a wormhole. Oh. Oh, we met we missed the I'm um, I'm a pipe and hot yes. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, really important. Just a man in a can. Just a man in a tin can. So he's having this nightmare and he's freaking out and then all of a sudden the suit is hovering over Pepper really aggressively. Well, it, it doesn't just hover over, yeah. it grabs her. It like pulls her off of yeah. him and it's like, whoa, that's not cool. Yeah. That's terrifying. No. 
Because like that is like so the scary. face is not like made to look no. nice and friendly. It's it's pretty aggressive. I'm like no matter how scary. used to yeah. like looking at it, you would be like like having it hovering over you just after you wake up, and it's like grabbed you very hard and moved you. It's like well, this thing could rip me to pieces. Which is exactly why she like, goes literally. to sleep in another room. <laughs> She's like, yeah, and he's just left there to uh, tinker with his pile of armor pieces. Yeah, it's not because she's mad at it's him. It's because it's incredibly dangerous. Or because, yeah, yeah, it's because like, she his wants behavior to be is now putting other people at risk. Cut to Han's Chinese theater. Yeah, so uh, because uh, Happy really likes to work overtime, he's. Oh yeah, we totally yeah we skipped over like while while uh, Killian was doing the brain presentation like. Uh, this guy, uh, what's his name? Taggart, like uh, Kill- Killian's, yeah, uh, Killian's Savin. rabbit dog. Savin, Savin. Mm, yep. he, he was uh, him. Him and Happy had like a little altercation. He's like, "Where's your badge?" And he's like, kind of. He's like, "Here's your badge, whatever." Yep. We're so, gonna follow this guy. He looks like he's no good. And he does. He follows him <laughs> right to the Chinese theater where he's handing off uh, an extremist dose. Yep. To one of the guys, although it's not. Who's uh? Who's work? You know, we see his dog clad. We we see his dog tags. It's you know made clear that he's a, a veteran of uh, some sort. And uh, yeah, can you can you regulate? He's looking a little sort of edgy. Um, you know, sort of ticking the boxes for what does a a drug addict look like? And uh, yeah, he he's like, oh, of course I can. Yeah, I'm fine. Everything's great. We're good. We're good. We're all good here. How are you? <laughs> and then, unfortunately, he cannot. But not before uh, Happy confronts uh, what's his face. Um, you just said his name, but I totally forgot it. Savvy. Yeah, that guy confronts him, and like yeah. you know, they're having like you know the little sort of like uh, the the they they start to fight. Happy hit you know Happy throws a punch, and the guy slips it super easy, and then like tauntingly lets him hit him. And Happy hits him yeah. hard, like for one punch, like the way that it like breaks his nose and like it splits him open and he's bleeding instantly. Like that's a good hard hit. But then he does the little turn and he's like, you know, T-1000, like his face is just sewing yeah. back up. And then before you know it, explosion! And Happy's injured. And then you have Savin doing that whole lava monster thing, regrowing limbs as he's walking. Yeah, again, the T-1000, like, walking through the detriment. Like, his his suit is, like, burned off in places, and his foot is, like, regrowing instantly. Which is one of those things, like, you know, I, I it, of course, it's a comic book movie and the science doesn't have to make sense. But it's like, does he have to eat, like, you know, many, many tens of thousands of calories to regrow? Yeah, like, I like, was thinking. How does that work? Like, where, where does it... Where does the matter come from? I know, from? that's... So, I've been studying for my personal training certification, and I have been very, like, intensely curious about calorie consumption and anabolic and catabolic reactions of superheroes. <laughs> like, I really want to know how their metabolisms work. It's like, how much, how much... How many calories does a good power lifter need to move around, like, five, six hundred pounds, and then... If, like, Steve can move, like, thousands of pounds, how many calories does he need? Ah! Just don't think about Barry Allen or, or Pietro Maximoff. Pietro would always be eating. There is, there was a, um, and, and I think it was a Wonder Woman comic that I had, 
um, there was an ad page. It was a Snickers ad page. And it was uh, Batman and Superman were getting their butts kicked by this monster. And, like, <laughs> Barry shows up and is like, eat here, Diana, eat a Snickers. You're not yourself and you're hungry. <laughs> And, I, and the first time I saw it, I didn't realize it was, it was an ad. I was like, what's going on? What are Batman and Superman doing here? That's great. So yeah, Happy's in the hospital. In a coma. So Happy's in a coma in the hospital, and Tony is just absolutely devastated. And I he's love distraught. that he is... But he, he still wants Happy to be able to watch or listen to Batman. Because he thinks it's elegant. Which it is. I it is elegant. I want to take a moment to appreciate the fact that Tony is on like this emotionally driven rampage, I guess. Yeah. About mm-hmm. happy. Like Yeah. A lesser movie play. would have made it about Pepper. Yeah. But this is not this movie yeah. was not afraid to show how emotionally attached he is to happy. And I love yeah. it. Bros matter. Like, male friendships are important, and I love when movies go all in on that. And then he uh, he goes, and he's getting in his car, and all the reporters are, are doing their their thing, like, oh, what's going on with the what's going on with the Mandarin? This guy, this is Mandarin. Who's when somebody just gonna kill him? And then Tony takes the fucking cell phone. I'm gonna kill this guy. And gives his ten eight eighty Malibu <laughs> point right down to the zip code, needed- and I'm just like. You didn't I don't need the think zip he needed dude. to say his address. I mean, like, people know where he lives. It's not a secret. It's a pretty evident fucking house Jensen's on a huge house. cliff. Like, people know where that is. But you gotta kind of wonder, like, how many, after that, like, announcement, how many letters and random Amazon packages he gets in the future. <laughs> Somebody lot, sent you another can of lube. <laughs> it was Amazon Prime Day. Yeah, Prime Day for seventy gallon barrel of machines. <laughs> so then you have another Mandarin uh, interlude taking responsibility yeah. for the destruction of the Chinese theater. theater, and he's like, "All oh, Chinese, you know, fortune cookies are not Chinese; they're American, which is why they're hollow, full of lies, and leave you with the bad taste in your mouth." And you know what? That is bullshit. I- Fortune cookies, fortune cookies are delicious. Amazing. Fortune cookies <laughs> taste delicious. so good. They are delicious. They're delicious. Yeah, but that was another instance where the Mandarin like writing staff had to really quickly think of, okay, wait, why did we blow up Han Theater? Why why did we do that? Uh, <laughs> brainwave! Brilliant, let's go. They were probably eating Chinese food at the time. They're like, wait, <clears throat> I got it. We need some ideas, guys. Let's just let's just storyboard I bet this. You, I bet you the fortune was something like all good let's, things let's, are fake. Let's flash court. Let's flashcard like, this. It's fake. Tony is what he's tinkering still, waiting for. Oh, he's recreating the crime scene. Oh yeah, that scene. Yeah, the the right, right, right. I love yeah. it. It's really Although cool it's like, scene. where did he get the data from for for this incredibly accurate he like hacks. reproduction? He hacks like the, the just the Italy. the cameras from the scene. Yeah, to the point where he can find the dog tags in the rubble, like. And look at them. And yeah, see the name. That was a little... Yeah, Taggart was the guy who blew up. And the name. That's that's who Taggart was. Oh, yeah. Taggart's the guy Taggart. who blew up. Okay. And he was a um, a little bit of an Easter egg. Let me look it up. I'm trying to. So his, um, in the Marvel universe, his 
name is uh, Firepower. <laughs> so that's a little bit of a, you know, appropriate... Yeah. Easter egg. But uh, yeah, we get the little tidbit about the bomb blast was in excess of 3,000 degrees Celsius, which uh, for those who do unit conversion through Google is 5,432 degrees Fahrenheit, which is really hot for a bomb um, because thermite, which is one of the hottest things that we have for like military use, is uh, burns at 4,000 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, which is yes. way more than you need to like melt steel. Um, although... I was like, wow, that's that's crazy. This stupid bot. How is this thing so much more hotter than like, you know, our high, hottest like weapons grade munitions? And then I looked it up. Nuclear weapons at the center of the blast burn at about 50 to 150 million degrees Fahrenheit. There we go. There we go. Which is terrifying. So it is possible. Yeah, I'm Yeah. I think there's a fallout shelter in my new building, so I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I did not know that they were that hot. That's insane. So then Maya shows up at, at the house. We're still at Ding Dong? What What is this? She rings. We're still at Ding Dong? <laughs> You're not the Mandarin, are you? Are you? Are you? Uh, and she almost was, sort of. There's not kind a 13-year-old boy in the car outside. Yeah, almost sign it, sort of, kind of was. Do we want to talk about that now, I yeah. guess? Or do we want to save it? I think. Yeah, let's do it now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so initially she was envisioned as the main villain. Um, I mean, along with the, you know, fake Mandarin. And um, the studio was concerned that they wouldn't be able to sell enough as much merchandise with the female villain. So they wrote in Killian. Was there any actual, like, yeah. merchandise of the Mandarin? Like, I don't recall any I don't remember. Mandarin, I think, like, action I don't figures know. or anything. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I not that I remember. I don't know. Um, so in, I mean, like I've seen a few like Ben Kingsley Mandarin, like just yeah. statues, you know, but none. So in the else, in the original script, that. she was going to be like the power behind the the you know behind the Mandarin, and there was yeah. no there was no Trevor Slattery the, at all. Yeah. I mean, not Trevor Slattery. Um, Killian. Uh, Aldrich Killian. Killian was not. He just wasn't right. in it. So it so that first scene right and so, and that's why she signed on she signed on Rebecca Hall signed on because that sucks yeah so that first scene have, of like from nineteen ninety nine would have been like you know which would be like you know sort of a good reason for her to not be uh, down with Tony Stark because uh, you know they had that that uh, that one night stand and I guess you know it didn't really go yeah I, I can see. Well, he, he like half solved her. Equation and then she for her, he, she needs to like, get the the rest of it. That could like, have gone you know, badly trying, though. I could have seen that as like a spurned lover storyline if it was done incorrectly. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Well, my hope would would be that they did it. You know, play. Yeah. I think they could finished. have, but I could also. See I think where there would have been wrong. some jokes in there. It would have been sort of like, is this why you're doing it? And should be. And and if they did it, is like sort of where she's like, no, I tried to do this without like you know what you had done, and it, it, it keeps screwing up, and I keep having to make up these stories about the Mandarin blowing up, blah blah blah. And I would really like for this to work, so please fix it, damn it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that could still work. Yeah, that would work, and it wouldn't fall into that sort of because Tony Stark built exactly. this in a cave. Drunk on New Year's Eve when he was really, really, <laughs> yeah. really, really wanting to have casual sex. Pretty much, but what yeah. this moment where so he's pretending not to know her at first until Pepper starts 
chucking yeah. luggage yeah. off the balcony. She shows up. That was great. <laughs> it's great. Is this, is this normal? <laughs> Relax about it. But that moment yeah. when he grabs her. Is there, like, a is, is there a 12-year-old? Is there a 12-year-old in the car? In the He's 13. And then he like flinched. His flinch was just amazing. He's just like. <gasps> he looks like he's, he's about like, to My throw past up. is coming he back really to kill does. me. <laughs> was so good uh-uh. <laughs> oh man <laughs> there are 12 you're out in the car <laughs> so pepper wants to get out and tony's like no we're staying and maya's like i cannot believe i'm caught up in this right now until she looks at the like, tv hey, should we be paying attention to that there's a bunch of helicopters coming in out of nowhere it's and like it's what on the news and then there's a missile heading toward towards us. Oh god! Cue yeah. like the best scene of oh destruction god. ever. Oh my god! Because you have that phenomenal house. thing where he calls the soup, but he calls it to Pepper. To Pepper. Yeah. And then we get rescue. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good scene. And I, I know like it's that. just a hint of the rescue suit, but it means so much to me. Exactly. She gets like encased in the armor and then she rushes over and like protects him and he's like, you know, stop stopping, get her out of here. And oh, it's so good. And once Pepper and Maya are clear of the wreckage, he calls the suit back to him. And also, yeah. I really like the shot where like the armor like pulls itself off of her. Yeah, yeah it like it, it, it kind of That's like jerks really nice her shot. around a little bit as it like flies off. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, like it, when the helmet comes off, like you can see her expression. It's It's really good. Yeah. It's so well shot. And then Jarvis has to remind him, sir, it's not fully combat ready. And I'm like, why did you not have one of your fully tested, combat ready, fully loaded suits ready to go? You're like, you, you, he's complaining to Jarvis about we're still at Ding Dong. And he you know, didn't have one of his 35 suits. And he didn't have his other 35 suits ready to go. That's like such cra- He should have one ready for him to step into in yeah. every room in the house. <laughs> He could do that. He could just be he like, you wait technology. here, you wait here, you wait here. He could have them all open. And then as soon as something happens, like he's in the bathroom, he could be like, oh, flush, step into the suit. <laughs> I think that would be a real reveal of how bad Tony's mental state is. Yeah. Yeah. Dial it up to Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. And then you have the this heartbreaking destruction of the house oh yeah falling into the ocean which is a house that we have come to love over yeah. the course of two movies it's such a cool house no i want to live there not anymore though <laughs> the it's, robots it's in the ocean and the destruction of dummy seeing dummy fall off the cliff was so heartbreaking I, I, yeah and it's like trying all... to scrabble for the other robot arm like ah, my friend and it made noises <laughs> Those were not happy beeps, buddy. No, not happy, happy beeps. beeps. <laughs> oh, and then man. Tony plunges into the ocean along with them. Yeah, yeah. And then you have that weird thing that I don't quite understand where the suit detaches the hand. At his hand. And yeah. then, like, pulls him out. And I was just kind of like, how did that one little thing create enough propulsion to pull him out? Also, why didn't the I don't suit know. fill with water? I uh, well, I mean, like the okay, so the hands come off, like presumably. So the seal like, is broken. Yeah, That's well, why. no, the the seal is well, the seal is broken from the hands, but then like the suits them, like the the suit itself is 
it fits flush to his body, and presumably yeah. it has a number of features in it to 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 um to do medical things to do uh like he's been up in space a couple mm-hmm. of times i imagine he has implemented a system that allows the se- the suit to sort of seal off and maintain like pressure like if, create uh, its own airlock essentially yeah it can create an airlock okay. so, like i it, can buy that there might be some it might be some sort of inflatable ring that that blows up around the flesh or it could be some sort of uh like fl- fast hardening liquid that seals up around the flesh but I have no problem believing that he's got some bit of technology there Same. that instantly seals up. Yep. Yep. And it pulls him out, and he takes off, and then he Tony passes out, and when he wakes up, he's in Tennessee. <laughs> and it's well, he's <laughs> above Tennessee. Yeah, and then he crashes. And and Jarvis is like five percent. Blah 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 blah. I need to take a nap now, sir. <laughs> Oh, poor Tony. And then we get all that beautiful, you know, footage that they used in all the trailers of him, mm-hmm. you know, in the snow and, and pulling drag- the, yeah. dragging it through the snow, which, man, that has got to be hard. Right? That's got to be so heavy. Ugh. I mean, I guess, like, there's some good snow to work off of, and he, he sits it up a certain way. Like, its own, like, plating is kind of, like, ski-like. It's not right. going to... And like, assuming in. he gets good, like a good enough like rope system, yeah, to, Can, tow to it take with. the weight. Oof. Still, you know, I... but still. But when he pops it open, he's like, "Oh, that's brisk." <laughs> <laughs> All right, close me up, buddy. Yeah, so he oh. m- treks across the the frozen tundra of Tennessee. I wonder, to, like a gas station. I wonder what would happen to him if, like, it didn't have the power necessary to pop open. Um, well, I think he, I'm pretty sure, well, he probably he have a... would have built in redundancies because of the Mark II test flight. Mm-hmm. Does he have, like, like a when... manual way to get yeah, out? probably. I would hope. Oof, that'd be terrible. Like, if, imagine, like, if he's not strong enough to move the thing without power in it, Ooh. and he's just stuck there like a turtle on his back in the snow. Oh, that's... Little turtle suit. That's terrible. Well, he kind of caused quite a commotion on the way down, so I think somebody would have found him eventually. Yeah, but he didn't want anybody to find him. I guess. And then we have that um, heartbreaking message to Pepper. Yeah. Which was also used in the trailers to great effect. Oh. Good stuff. The moment where she picks up the helmet. Oh, yeah, she does the little forehead to forehead thing. Like, and... And then she like sees that there's something in there and puts it on. That's so cool. So then Tony makes his way to Rose Hill, Tennessee, where there had been a an explosion similar to the one at the Chinese theater uh, mm-hmm. of the same heat signature. So Tony breaks into this garage and is immediately confronted by somebody with a gun, except it's like a 12-year-old with a potato with a gun. potato gun. Potato, potato gun, gun mark one. <laughs> Yeah, and this is one of those moments where I like I don't I don't think I knew that this was coming from like the online buzz. I don't I don't remember it being talked about and when it as soon as this happened it was kinda like in the theater, there's like a little sort of like a little bit of dread like crept in. It's like, oh no. Introducing a kid. There's a kid in here. This could not go well. This this oh this could be a problem. But then it was great. Yeah, no, Harley was great. He was a wonderful addition because he played off of Tony really well and highlighted a lot of, like, 
Tony's issues in a way. Like, yeah. they have the same dad issues. Like, he left to get scratchers. I guess he won because that was five years ago. <laughs> Whatever they it was. Found, because, like, Tony sees himself in this kid so much. He does. You know, that he can't help but be feel connected. Tony decides to use this kid to his advantage and get uh, a watch and a tuna sandwich. Some batteries. And a, and a spring. And um, something out of the potato gun, uh, an actuator or something. Yeah. And uh, some other stuff. And uh, yeah, make sure that he gets that sandwich real quick. Like, yeah. I still need that sandwich, kid. Where is my tuna sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> and he also, um, Harley takes him and shows him the explosion site of. The soldier who mm-hmm. supposedly was a suicide bomber, but we know better. Yeah. Yeah. Like six people died in the house and, you know, Tony's like looking at it. I think uh, you can see the, the shadows or something burned into the walls or something there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, oh, well, that sucks. And, uh, you know, he, he's like, so where's uh, where's this guy's mom? He's like, oh, yeah, she's she's where she's she always is. where she is. always is. And, you know, takes well, Tony, Tony to the bar. panic attack first. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, because I didn't even mention New York this time. Because yeah. you know this 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 crater reminds me of uh, that wormhole in mm. Manhattan. <laughs> Freaks Tony out. Such a like all of these like panic attacks that Tony has and everything they feel real. You know, they feel they make sense. It's not like there's no stretch involved. You don't have to like reach for it, and it's done yeah. really well. And his reactions no. to it are very weird, are like, not weird, his reactions to it are very real, like taking the snow and yeah. like putting it on his face, trying to cool himself and mm-hmm. calm down and bring down his heart rate. Yep. And then throwing it at Harley, <laughs> because he's a petulant <laughs> child. But uh, this is the, this is the bit where, you know, to, again, Tony acknowledges that he's not okay, you know? Like, he's like, no, but I should be. When when Harley asks about like, are you taking anything? Yep. And then you know we get the door of the Explorer watch and the uh, tuna sandwich was okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does send her uh, send Tony to the soldier's mother. We head over to the bar. Off to the bar. And have a run in with a lady who's leaving oh, yeah. the bar. Like he 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 runs into her on the way into the bar. And and there's like, eye contact. He's... He's like a little held up because of uh, like the scarring. He's like, what? What do you say? Like nice hair or something? Yes. Yeah. yeah, you know, like yeah, it's it's obviously a scar, but it's one of those things where it's like movie scarring, and it's kind of like, hmm, that is cool. You look mm-hmm. good. There's just some good scarring, dude. Yep. You know, kind of like a like a like a one of those like. I mean, instead of a burns are like hard to look good with, but like that, you know, the one where like if your hero needs to look like they've been through a lot but still look attractive, like the the cut down the eye kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, no, no, you don't look messed up. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's yeah, she's she looks good. So Tony goes in and he finds the mom and they start talking and she's clearly And she's waiting like, "Here's your stupid folder." Yeah. Bleh. And then Tony, you know, picks up pretty quick. M I A, ha ha ha. Uh, well, that's he figures that he figures that out in the car. Yeah, yeah, but M I A. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the same. The letters look the same backwards and forwards. Uh, 
I want to know who in the writer's room figured out that aim backwards was MIA. Like, someone must have just had that moment and gone, wait! I know yeah, what we're doing. Probably, probably the same person who realized in the 2003 Daredevil movie that M-O-M upside down is W-O-W because that ended up being like a thing, I think. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, sexy Scar Lady shows back up and pretends She's to be a, a U.S. US Marshal. But she does a very bad job of it. Especially <laughs> considering she's talking to a uh, uh, sheriff. Yeah, the sheriff's like, okay, you're going to need to try harder And the than sheriff, that. like, has <laughs> her number. Like, you didn't even say your name. You don't say what you're arresting this guy for. What is the? What are you doing? Where are you from? What's the point? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she- like, even if she had done everything by the book, he would still be skeptical, because in small towns like that, there are huge, like, power struggles between local authority and federal authority. So... <laughs> Just yeah. saying, it was a setup. And, the, it was and she's like, "You could have, we could have done this the easy way." And then she like, what? She, so she like heats up her badge and like shoves <laughs> it into his face. But then yeah. she like does something like she rips him apart or something, right? Like she, that guy's dead. Like right, it didn't. She didn't just burn him like a little bit. I, I don't know. I was not under the impression that he was dead, but he might be. Hmm. Because it seemed like she did more than just, like, burn his face. So she she burned him, she took his gun and opened fire, and then, like, <laughs> Tony has to run away, like, handcuffed. With He's, like, running across the street. behind like, his ah! back. He's like, this is crazy, huh? You want to see something else crazy? Like, jumps through the glass, and he's, like, trying to, he, you know, he does the little acrobatic thing, you know, getting his uh, it, the cuffs in front of him. and, and she, This was actually a really cool bit of a... Uh location scouting because this town rose hill uh actually exists it's not in tennessee it's in north carolina i think it had that really cool water tower that said rose hill on it and they decided they wanted to film there because it's essentially a ghost town like i did like how uh killian's like second right hand man like the is like they're getting out of the car and he's got his coffee and he's just like really nonchalant about it he's just like hey guy It's like, yep, this is my job. (laughs) It's like, oh, look, there goes Tony Stark in handcuffs. Ha ha ha. Uh, They got a, like, the the, the fight scene there is is really good. Like, you know, obviously he's hindered because of the cuffs and, like, they're moving around and he's, like, trying to be really acrobatic and he does the bit. Like, he gets it over her neck and he's, like, trying, you know, jumps over and he's like, ah, you know, I've got you. Anybody else will be really screwed at this point. And then she has, like, that that smile on her face, like, yeah, yeah. And just, like, melts them off of him. And he's, like, frantically yeah. trying to get them off of himself. Oof. That was good. At some point, there's, like, a blast, and he uses, like, a fridge door to protect himself. I think so. And it's like, oh, he learned that from Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. This movie actually displays Tony having learned things from the other Avengers. And I know that that, yeah. like shielding himself during that fight was one of them yeah like he's retreating he from that fabulous from... like cheap uh cheap trick and a cheesy one-liner is that, is that yeah, got? the title of my autobiography <laughs> <laughs> and then like not only like he's got he's got like she walks through the the oil fire that he had started like because he, he spilled like the cooking oil and got it through the door there and then lit that up 
And then she just like, ha ha ha, and like T-1000s right through it because she doesn't care. Honey, you walked right into this, so dated hotter women than you. (laughs) And she's like coming through looking all badass and fiery, and I'm just like, oh man. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, he he throws, was it the dog tags that he throws into the uh, microwave? He throws some metal. Yeah. Yeah, he throws some metal into the microwave, turns that on for a few minutes, and then breaks off the, uh, the, the gas valve. So that's like filling up the room, and he just gets the hell out of there. And then kaboom! And yep. not and only then... is she blown up, but he we see her body like dangling across multiple uh, power lines. Yeah, which means yeah. that the power—if she was just hanging off of one line, she'd probably be okay and like would T one thousand back together. But because she's on multiple, the power is like juicing through her, and she's like toast. Toast. She's toast. Yeah. She's toasty toast. And you yep. know what? Even though we didn't get Maya as the main villain. The fact that we have a lot of female henchmen in this movie there is pretty darn yeah. great. Yeah, and and they get like it's sort of not like something good you shots. see. Like this one who who nearly takes out Tony, and, and then, then there's uh, the, the one w- that gets Rhodey. Yeah, yeah, that was. Really... <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it, but yeah, yeah. The, the women were given more sort of uh, more 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 equal henching roles. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was equal opportunity henching. Equal opportunity employer. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. 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 And then, uh, yeah. So, like, right hand man guy is is standing there, like nonchalantly, and just melts, melting the water melts tower. The water tower down. And actually, like when I saw this, it kind of made me think of something. Like, uh, and it, it just kind of got my my gears going a little bit. Like, um, you know, all the stupid crap online about like, uh, no, you know, jet fuel doesn't burn that hot. The towers wouldn't have melted. Blah blah blah. Shouldn't mm-hmm. have collapsed. It doesn't actually have to melt for ste- for for metal to lose its structural right. integrity. It just has to right. heat to a certain percent. like well before it gets to the point that it's like white hot. It would have lost strength and just collapsed. Right. I mean, it's cool. It looks really. It looks a lot cooler when he gets it up to that point and he like shoves it and it like melts mm-hmm. and folds. But before it got to that temperature, the strength of that thing would have been absolutely gone. Yeah. And it would have just fallen over. Science. Science. Yeah. Yeah, steel does not need to melt to become ineffective at holding up buildings. (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, so Tony's stuck. He's got his leg is stuck. And then, um, you know, Savin turns around and grabs Harley. Like an asshole. Such a douche. Yeah, this is definitely, you know, uh, you know, bad guy writing 101, have him threaten kids. Yep. Especially kids that we're connected to. To the hero. But luckily, Harley is equipped with a yes. little blasty thingy off of the Iron Man suit that Tony Cricket. gave him in case of bullies. We totally skipped over how how Tony like, yeah, yeah. how Tony like bribed him with a weapon. It's like this is not going to help. <laughs> if he uses this in school, he's expelled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we um. So g- we should have known that Tony and Peter was not going to be a healthy thing <laughs> after seeing how Tony and Harley got along. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. <laughs> so kid blows up the thing in Zavin's face, yep. saves him. Yay! Way to Woo-hoo. go, Harley. And Tony apparently has like a one-time repu- repulsor fire thing up his sleeve that he uses to get free. Yep. 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 Yeah. So he gets free of the thing, and he needs to go gather intel and tells Harley to keep an eye on the suit and 
What was it? Call if anything happens? What? Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. But he gets in the car and Harley's like, you're going to leave just like my dad? Oh. And Tony's like, yep. Yeah, there was one line in there when he was beating up, uh, what's his face? I keep wanting to say Taggart. I wrote down the wrong name. But anyway, yeah. Uh, he's like, did you like that Westworld? And I'm just like, because <laughs> this was like uh, 2013, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this was like four years yeah. before HBO would bring back Westworld. So at this point when he references Westworld, it's just uh, Yul Brenner, like a, a 1970s uh, sci-fi, like, you know, old sci-fi thing based on the Michael Crichton novel, mm-hmm. um, like, which I have never seen. I've never seen the original um, Westworld, but that image of Yul Brenner as like the man in black gunslinger, like, that's that's really strong. Like, I've seen that before. I've seen it a lot. And yeah, this guy really super duper does look like Yul Brenner from from Westworld. <laughs> I just I wanted to comment on that. So Tony is zooming down the road, and he needs to get into uh, Rhodey's AIM account. <laughs> His AIM account yep. for AOL Instant <laughs> Messagery. So he calls. He's, a- he's going to send <laughs> a message to the Mandarin ASL. <laughs> because look, and this is this is what's really stupid to me because it happened in Iron Man two as well. Why are you why are you letting other people screw with the software and the hardware in one of Tony Stark's suits? <laughs> this can That's only lead to bad idea. things. Oh man! <laughs> but anyways, so His- Tony Stark gets vindicated because the password is War Machine Rocks, all caps what was, with an was X. The login name War Machine sixty eight or Iron is Patriot sixty eight. In the middle 68. of a of a mission, yeah, to find the Mandarin. In in on the other side of the world, he's yep. in Pakistan. Yep, where they think the Mandarin would of course be. Uh huh. Because that makes sense, right? With all the Middle Eastern imagery, yeah, yeah, that's where he should be, right? Even though he sounds like a Baptist preacher. And that's, he's not in the first place, and they get some intelligence, and they're like, well, maybe he's in the other place. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I I loved, <laughs> he breaks into, like, he, he, he busts into the sweatshop, and he's like, ugh. You're free. Ru- if run- you weren't you're already. free. If you weren't you're already, free. you're free. <laughs> that, was, like, that was a great line. It's like... So now that Tony has uh, the password and username to get into Rhodey's account, he's got to find a way to get into the server to get the information that he needs. So apparently the Miss whatever pageant. Miss Tennessee or something. <laughs> it's not even the Miss Tennessee. It's, it's like, like something, something a little county. more yeah. obscure so, than that. Some, yeah. yeah, something county. Hamilton County or something. Yeah, yeah something like that. And he decides to break into a, a TV truck. Oh, it makes sense. <laughs> They're going to have the equipment he needs. And he gets super lucky. And he gets super, super lucky. Because Tony needs Gary. And Gary needs Tony. <laughs> Shut up. I have so much, like, embarrassment <laughs> squick watching this scene. I love I'm it. just like, it's great, but I'm just like, it's the tattoo. Strangely it's the enough. tattoo that like, was done off of a doll. I am prone. <laughs> I'm like, oh. like, I am prone to having, like, Really, really, really uncomfortable bouts of secondhand embarrassment, and I think Ray has can tell, right? Like any time you've made me watch Crazy Ex Girlfriend, but for this scene, I didn't have that. The fact that she has the same name as you is probably not helping that, that one much. That probably does not help at all. That does not help at all. But yeah, I loved this scene. It was pretty good. I liked his uh, his his little you know Tony Stark must you know mustache and, and his tattoo. <laughs> 
<laughs> the tattoo that looks terrible. Who? What was it? Tony says it looks like. Oh my god, uh, that uh, tattoo. Uh, Hispanic Scott Bale. Yeah, he's like, it, it looks a little wrong because it was done off of a doll that I made of you. Mom, oh, I have man. to call you back. Something magical is happening. <laughs> and Tony's just like, okay, enough of this. Like, and then he gets a, uh, he does get into the AIM server does. and he gets a, a look at the, yeah, gets a, a look at the videos and he sees what he's up against. And I really enjoy this sequence where we get all these, where we get all these videos because, like, I just I enjoy seeing all the bad guys becoming bad guys, but in yeah. that moment they they're just trying to find a way to deal with their new reality, which is yeah, soldiers. It with, is you know with uh, horrific injuries, yeah. disability coming out of uh, out, out of war, yeah. and and many of them cannot afford the the sort of high end prostheses that are available to some and uh, it's really it is interesting like if you think about it like in this movie the henchmen are much more like they get more of a story than i think henchmen in any other movie in the mcu like right all the disposable baddies that you have to deal with in like every other movie it's like who were they what did they do what did they have why are they there doesn't matter they all just die but on these ones it's like wait we see where these people came from and why they're here and why they why they've accepted this role and it's like oh that kind of makes sense and that that adds like an interesting layer to it that usually usually henchmen don't get this kind of backstory antagonists are always more compelling when you can understand where they yeah. come from and that's the thing is like that happens a lot in movies like a lot of the primary antagonists will get that compelling treatment but usually they'll have like loki gets a compelling treatment but the Chitari mm-hmm. that serve him, the um, you know anybody that 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 serves Loki yeah. does not like not, uh not you know they yeah. when they would when they would try you know as much as next week we're going to talk about Thor the Dark World and Malekith is not that compelling but they try to make Malekith <laughs> compelling but at the same time they make none of his underlings like they don't matter they're just disposable Teletubbies mm-hmm. but in this case <laughs> in this case we get to watch this video of like the one that he just killed. Like, you get to see her with her, you know, bad burn, and, like, you can see it in her face that, you know, she's not yeah. in a good place in life, and she doesn't mm-hmm. feel, you know, she's beat down by what, what she's been she's through. She's trying her to find a way missing. to get control she's back. She's trying to find a way yeah. to get whole and and, may, and and get back into life, and this is, she sees this as her opportunity, and so it makes sense. Well, I think what we need to do is, if, I think we need to check back in with Pepper. So Pepper and Maya are they found a hotel on the road oh, yeah. trying yeah. to find a place to stay, trying to find a place to lay low because Maya is like, I think my boss is working for the Mandarin. <laughs> Who's your boss? Aldrich Killian. There's a Scream! knock at the door. <laughs> there's a knock at the door. Room service. Well, then once they're in the hotel, there's a really good scene where, again, you get to know Maya's motivation yeah. behind oh. what she wants to do. You know, yeah. That mm. yeah. you get that whole like wonderful Verna von Braun yeah. speech oh, yeah, that she that has really about how, like, uh, when when the first rockets landed in London during mm-hmm. the Blitz, uh, von Braun said that uh, the rocket, you know, the, the rocket worked perfectly. It, it just, landed just landed on the, on the wrong, wrong planet. planet. Also, like I imagine that uh, this conversation would largely have been the same as it was in the original draft, where where Maya was the baddie, mm-hmm. uh, just without Killian yeah. showing up. Yeah. She just would have had her, her, you know, sidekicks, grunts, minions show up. Mm. And just be like, now that I have you, now or, that I have you, I can make him do what I need. 
or or she just would have said, Pepper, go here. It's a safe place. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there could have been that element where right. she do- Pepper doesn't even know that she's been kidnapped. Right. Like, the because, whole thing can just be a trick. Because there's no there's no need for Maya to say, I think my boss is working for the Mandarin. All right, so from there, we get Tony driving in the car. Uh, yeah, and he calls trying Harley. To, trying to figure out what to do. And Harley's like, it's not charging. Or, he, <laughs> yeah, he, he puts Jarvis on the phone. And Jarvis is like, I can't, I, every time I try to I, say a sentence, I end I, on the wrong I strawberry. Wrong cranberry. Cranberry, that's right. <laughs> Which the only the only person who could deliver that line is Paul Bettany, <laughs> or a British person. It's like the the it, the video is coming from Miami, and he's thinking that it's like, oh, he ended the sentence on the wrong word. <laughs> Hurley, where, wrong what does it show on the map? Miami, Florida. <laughs> At which point Tony just freaks the fuck out. Yeah, like, well, because the suit isn't going right. to be ready, so he's yeah. like, "What the fuck am I right. going to do?" He's... And he starts to have a panic. Right. And is then that, Harley is goes... that when Harley says, "I didn't even say New York." Yeah, <laughs> you just did. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then Harley, Harley's like, "Well, why can't you just build something?" Yep, totally gets him right back yep. on track. Good job, kid. It's like, oh wait, I do have control. <laughs> Harley's the man in the chair. So then you have this great montage of Tony going through the go into the hardware store. Raising a couple with hoodie, eyebrows. With the hoodie and the glasses. Because <laughs> that's how you go undercover yep. in the Marvel Universe hoodies. Yep. That's all you need, man. And he gets a hat later, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. So when he tem- actually yeah. invades. Temporarily, team cap. <laughs> and he like makes a couple of gadgets that I think Natasha would be proud oh, yeah, of. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep, yep. Yeah, he's got like the the little bolos. He's got the little like, zappies. The the little Christmas uh, Christmas ornament grenade. I like. Oh yeah, the that's something mitt. we haven't. That is something we haven't talked about yet at all. Like this is a, a Shane Black film. Shane Black, the director and uh-huh. writer, uh, and as he does in so many of his movies, this movie is set at Christmas, <laughs> which is such a funny thing. So that's why he has the little Christmas ornament grenade. Um, yeah, Shane Black. Oh man, Shane Black does great stuff. He did great work here. Um, and he'd previously done great work. I think I mentioned it the first time we talked about Iron Man. Um, he, he'd worked with Robert Downey Jr. before on Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, yeah. which is another movie that happens at Christmas, but doesn't really have anything to do with Christmas. And it's, it's an, it's like a Los Angeles crime noir mystery, mm-hmm. at, which is hilarious and so good. And you should watch it if you haven't watched it. Um, but he's also the guy that wrote like Die Hard and Predator and, um, the Last Boy Scout, and uh, oh, what else has he done? He's done a couple of other things for Marvel. Uh, I think he's, or is he redoing Predator? Whatever. Shane New Black's Christmas cool. Christmas tradition. Shane Black marathon. Yeah, Shane Black nice. is cool. You should look at you should look at his stuff. Oh God! Now I'm now I'm picturing Jake Peralta having a Shane Black marathon on Christmas. He absolutely would. <laughs> he absolutely. Would. And and if you don't think that Jake Peralta watches Die Hard. Every Christmas until Amy he's, wants he's to one of those punch guys. him in the he's face. He's one of those guys when people ask, like, what's your favorite Christmas movie? He's, the, he's one of those die guys hard. who says Die Hard. No, he just says Die Hard is my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, But if you had to qualify it with Christmas movie, it would still be his favorite yep. movie. <laughs> yeah, so he, he makes, like, uh, what does he make? So he, the Christmas ball grenade, which I really liked. Um, a nail he has, like, gun. A ta- a na- like, is that a nail gun? Like, he's got, he, he's shooting something else out of it, I think. Anyway, he's it's some kind of pneumatic. So he's got like a pneumatic gun yeah. of some sort that's blasting something. Uh, he has like these little water bottle like injector grenades. Yeah. Like I, it's some sort of a chemical reaction weapon 
like and he has like syringes that are in there like, and then he's you know, got he like the electrical squeezes. oven mitt yeah the electrical oven the uh, uh oh man <laughs> he made a widow's bite guys <laughs> yeah have you ever seen um oh the boondocks a cartoon yeah. like uh it, like uh the the black power fist he's got that he's got the zapper taser fist, <laughs> which is a thing you can actually make uh i don't recommend it because it's very easy to taser yourself but you can do it. Put yourself on the floor. Come on, let's do it. If if you want to, you could totally make a, a taser glove. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, as as the adult of this podcast, yeah. Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Do it. What she said. Don't do it. Get your flamethrower. No, Becca. No. Facebook group. Do it. Get, get your flamethrower <laughs> from Elon Musk. <laughs> Oh, tying it back around. This is the thing that I need to double check on and make sure of. But I think Von Braun actually wrote like a science fiction about Mars where he described the uh, this is a thing that I saw online and I'm not positive about it. But in describing the future government of Mars, uh, I think he said the president would be called the Elon. I don't know. Maybe this is just a <laughs> dumb thing that the Internet made up. But I, I still have to dig it up and, and make sure that's, that's interesting. That's possible. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> so Tony is like making his way through the compounds. Sneaky, and sneaky. You have like the strung out woman yeah, who's like the making the little pew pew fingers. <laughs> <at> finger guns. <laughs> I love the finger guns. <laughs> he, he, he like zaps that guy on the head right in front of her. And she's just she's so far gone. She's just like <laughs> It's so cute. <laughs> and eventually he breaks into a bedroom. A really messy, where... like, modern art, like, like you know, sort of like New York loft covered in graffiti and paintings bedroom. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he sees two women in there and he kind of, like, ushers them. Or no, no, no. He They're still there. He goes hiding tells them to be quiet. Yeah, he, he hears a flushing. He tells them to be yeah, quiet. Yeah, he hears a flushing and he goes to hide behind the headboard. And they're still there and they, like, pretend to be asleep. And then... And then the Mandarin comes in. Oh, don't go in. <laughs> you wouldn't want to go in there for a couple of For 20 minutes. No, don't go in there for 20 minutes. And then in a minute, he sends them in there. Ew. And then I didn't catch it last time, but when they go in there, they're like, oh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then he does like this drunken rendition of the fortune cookie. <laughs> So he's there and like Tony like, you know, gets the drop on him, obviously. And he's like, wait a second. Bloody hell, bloody hell. Bloody he's like, oh my God, I didn't, I would, I, I'm, I'm an actor. I'm an actor. I'm, I'm an actor. Actor. <laughs> Trevor Slattery. I'm from Colorado. And then he's like, it's just amazing. Yep. It's so amazing. <laughs> it is like. I love it. Is, it's just like the perfect. It really is. Deconstruction. Because yeah. Like my biggest fear when I found out that they were look they were using the Mandarin for this movie was it's going to be super racist and super awful. Mm. And they did a really good job of twisting it into like a more modern play on the Mandarin that we knew of, that we knew from Iron Man. So, yeah. That yeah, that's something I get yeah, we haven't talked about that yet at all in this. Like the Mandarin is Probably his uh, best known villain. Best known villain. Um, I mean, Fin Fan Foom doesn't count. Nobody knows him. No. Um, and, <laughs> He's a giant and, dragon. And but the Mandarin is one that we all know, and it it like is obvious and makes sense, and it's a sort of thing that you recognize. Because yeah, surprise, surprise, made in the sixties, this guy called the Mandarin is like a 
giant orientalist stereotype Huge of like scared. he's yeah. He he yeah, yeah, like big yellow he's got like I, I I'm trying to remember like some of the original depictions, but like he's always got the Fu Manchu mm-hmm. and like they, he's wearing mm-hmm. robes he was drawn to be and, like kind of like Genghis Khan. Yeah. Like Yeah. You know? I mean, and he, they, they gave him those names even. Yeah. And and, mm-hmm. and that's what they went with. And at the time, you know, in the sixties, okay, you know, they could have done worse. Um and and many comic books did do worse. But uh but you know, it sort of stuck with it and it was there and the Mandarin is still one of the better known Iron Man villains. And then, you know, when it came time for the movies, it's like, all right, what are you guys going to do? And, you know, before the first one came out, it's like the only one I could think of was the Mandarin. Right. I'm like, mm, well, okay. And they, they partially use the Mandarin, right? Yeah, so in the, the comics, the, the Mandarin is rings. the leader of the Ten Rings, right? Because yeah. he so has they, ten rings. Right? Of power. That right? do, like one ring does like cyclone blasts or something and yeah. one does water blast like all of his his ring they're like just magic right it's not technology yeah i it's think like it's like ancient uh, magic alien stuff ancient maybe? chi magic or something yeah. that calls fin fan foom or some bullshit um but each one <laughs> does like a separate like single kind of silly magic right. trick and then at one point in the comics his hands are cut off so he doesn't have any powers and then his son <laughs> who's also named after genghis khan gets the hands and then is a and then he gets the rings back and they're embedded in his spine and it's all weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so yeah, when I went in for Iron Man three when it's like, all right, here comes the Mandarin, it's just like ah and but and then you see it's like Ben Kingsley, I'm like, ah wait. What? Yeah. And, so, and, what? and yeah. like going into the movie, we had no idea from right. the press, from the from the marketing. They kept they such were a tight lid this. on it. It was so perfect. They did a great job, yep. and when this surprise happened, I was like, <laughs> and like simultaneously, it's a hilarious move, and also it's great. It is. I really love it, and uh, because apparently... it's a red herring that you couldn't have figured out, yeah, at any point. Especially, I mean, like given the trailers, it's like, oh man, Ben Kingsley is gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna act all over everybody. And yeah, because the because the stuff in the trailers, it was awesome. Yeah, like, it was really well done. And then, surprise, surprise, man. <laughs> the Mandarin was just a figurehead. A lie. Uh, a, a shadow on the wall. It embellishes on a theme that came up in the first Iron Man film, mm-hmm. which is that you had, you know, you had your big scare, your scary, like, Middle Eastern people, but you also had... The white guy. In the first movie, yeah. Obadiah, who was, like, feeding this... And now it's like, oh, you have the scary Mandarin, but he's actually just fake. Yeah. He's fictional. Mm-hmm. He's he's useful for covering up yeah. for industrial accidents. He's the perfect puppet. It's like Killian doesn't he's actually perfectly engineered. Killian didn't want to blow up Han's Chinese theater. He no. didn't want to blow up a church at a at an Air Force base. He doesn't want to blow up any of these things. It's just these accidents happen, and rather than having people ask about. Wait, what happened? He's just like, uh, let's go ahead and make up a terrorist that did it so that nobody suspects it's us. And bonus, we're going to get lots of money because people yeah, are going to want to buy our stuff. Yeah, people desperately want yep. to buy our weapon system to fight off this incredible yep. terrorist threat. Yep. Woohoo! Win, win, win. It's a win, win, win. So many wins. So Trevor Slattery, it's just a drunken mess. And man, Ben, ben Kingsley, he... He's a cool dude. He can really act, uh, and he, you would think that a guy, because he's Sir Ben Kingsley, right? He's knighted yeah. in Her Majesty's, yeah, so, like, mm-hmm. whatever secret, yep. 
order of the blah blah blah. Um, so he's got that. He's an Oscar winner. Um, he could, you know, if he wanted, just do prestige pieces all the time. But he will do anything. He, he just he li- he like he really enjoys yeah. acting. Like he'll do comic book movies. Like he's done like some terrible stuff. Yeah. But every time he's done it, it's like you can tell he's had a lot of fun with right. it. And yeah. I imagine he had a lot of fun with this. <laughs> How could you not? Tony finds out about him and then Savin bad guy shows up. Yeah, Savin shows up and knocks him out and, and they capture him and tie him to a bed post, bed, a bed frame. What did you tell him? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Why did you hit the panic button? Well, I panicked. And well, I panicked, <laughs> but then I handled it. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> And then and we then get, Killian. and then you know, Tony is wakes up, and then we get the exposition scene. Yeah, yeah. The bad guy gets to monologue. He's like, "Oh, you left me up there, and I, I thought about taking that step." And it's like, and I learned that the most important thing is anonymity. You know, none of those people there saw me. Blah. And I'm just like, "Why?" So even back then, you were thinking of being a supervillain. What? What? Whatever. <laughs> It's just like you. Ugh. Oh yeah, because so then he says that thing about my dad had a saying like, uh, you know, like the early bird gets the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. And I was just like, <laughs> and then Tony does the thing Still where he's trying to figure out what happened to the yeah, to, what happened to the first mouse. Like he 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 listens to the whole spiel, and and Killian's like, got any questions? He's like, I'm still trying to figure out what happened to the first mouse. He's like, I wasn't even listening. Screw you, guy. Oh, it's like you can monologue all you want. I'm just gonna be a dick. Yeah, and then you're uh, not worth my time. Is that when Maya shows up and like she she or he's t- he was talking to Maya first? Yeah, Maya's there first. Yeah. Okay, and 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 she tries to, to get the formula out of him. And he's like, you know, Pepper still has a soul, and you're awful. Meh. And 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 then Killian shows up, and she and she's like, I'll oh, I'll totally kill myself. And he's like, I don't care, and shoots her. Yeah, ignominious point, end. At this point, he really doesn't want to improve the formula. Yeah, he's what he has going is good. Yeah. The fact that it's unstable produces these random uh, explosions that he can blame on terrorists, and then blaming it on terrorists increases demand for his technology. Although at some point, he's going to have like one of his like you know troopers, extremist troopers, go unstable and explode in a situation he cannot control, and then they're going to find out. Anyway, whatever. Short-sighted villains is not a thing. Tony then, is that when Tony asks, you know, how long does it take oh, well, no. to get from... Well, no, yeah, uh, so... first, first we get Iron Page. We have uh, Rhodey hanging up in, in like, uh, some other, yeah. like, room somewhere. He has to, and, cook, like, he has to get Rhodey out of the suit. They're, they're trying to cut him out, and then Killian's like, get away, and then he starts cooking the ab, you know, like, the, the, the abdomen, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and Rhodey's just like, oh, man... God don't damn open, it. Don't open, don't Just open. don't open, don't open. And he's like, all right, fine. And he pops out and he's like ready to go. Yep. And he's like, he starts kicking ass. And then Killian breathes fire. <laughs> like a fucking dragon. fang foom on top of being. <laughs> and and Rhodey just stops. And he's like, you breathe fire? All right, cool, great, wonderful. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets thrown into a wall. Oh, it's God. like that is so terrible, and then, and then they cut to where where Tony is still on the bed frame, and the two like generic henchmen are, Ponytail are watching. Ponytail Express, him. but yeah, 
He's like, how far is Tennessee from here? And one of them just knows off the top of his head, like 832 miles or something. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he has family in Tennessee. Maybe. You don't know. Or he's, or maybe he's just like really into geography. Perhaps that's his passion. Yeah. And when he goes home at night, he makes maps. After, you know, you know, being the. He is a cartographer. Yes. He is a yeah, cartographer. he's a cartographer. The ponytail express map. Yeah, I like that. And, you know, you got to think that generally henchmen probably, for the most part, don't do anything. Like, they're not, like, in, in a lot of movies where the henchmen get killed, you got to think, a lot of those henchmen probably have never actually hurt anyone. They're just there. They think they're doing a job. They know somebody who knows a guy who's like, hey, would you like to make a couple thousand dollars? All you got to do is carry this gun and stand here and look menacing. If anybody shows up, just be like, hey, private property, leave. And then they do. And nothing bad happens, usually. And then Tony Stark well, gets you get involved that in the big fight scene. And then the fight scene. He, during the fight scene, there's that one guy. He's like, I don't get paid enough for this I shit. I hate these, these guys. guys. I don't there's, even like working these here. These guys are so weird. <laughs> and he like drops his gun. And there's like, you know, there's that sort of moment there. Tony could have shot him. Mm -hmm. It's like he, he's so close to shoot him, and the guy like still had this gun in his hand, and he's just like, whoop, hands up, and he's like, you know what? I quit. Which. Again, this is one of those movies where the henchmen get treated a lot better than yeah. than usual, and this guy is able to say, "Like, dude, I'm out. I'm I, we're good. I don't care about you. I don't care about this place. It doesn't mean anything to me. I'm gone." And he go, then he goes home to his yeah. wife, and he's just he's like, like, "Honey, I am gonna go back to trade school, and I'm gonna be a welder. I'm really sorry about how I have not taken my career seriously, <laughs> and I'm gonna stop doing these odd jobs for our brother-in-law." Holy shit. <laughs> I, like, I am going yeah. back to school. That's it's a really fun fight sequence. I, I like to think that guy has got a wonderful future, you know, ahead of him. Yeah. I like to think Tony Stark makes it happen. <laughs> Cuz he kills quite a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, man. Such a cool sequence cuz he's just like up there, he's got like one arm and one foot on. Yeah, the flying doesn't really physically make sense when he's only got like the one arm and the one foot to yep. work off of. I'm like, how is that? I mean, not that his flying really physically makes much sense anyway. It does. Even when he has the full suit. Right. Like it's kind of like, "Oh, that's not going to work." But but when it's just one arm and one leg, I'm like, "Oof, that's that's hard to swallow." But I swallowed it, and it's a lot of fun. That's what she said. I enjoyed swallowing it. <laughs> so, Tony, the suit kind of comes in bits and pieces because, yeah. you know, Harley has to get out there and break the lock. Oh, he he was going to, but then it flies through. It knocks him over on the way out. Right. Which um, is like, where did the other well, glove he, and... Well, he tossed, um, he tossed something on the, on the door to break oh, the lock. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Maybe acid or something. I don't know. Hmm. All right. I mean, like, what kid has acid lying around the house? Harley. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, no the the foot and the and the hand probably came through like the window. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But then why didn't the other so foot and hand? Kind of like... Because Jarvis. Yeah. You yeah. guys are taking you. You guys are like thinking about this like way. We've already <laughs> established that this is the Stephen Strange loophole. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. So so then uh like uh <laughs> so he gets his full suit of armor, he's walking along, it badassly yeah. like just comes onto him and he's like ready to go and and Rhodey's there to join up with him and they get to go uh 
get to go yeah. find Trevor Slattery. I think <laughs> I think one of my and, my favorite part at that compound is when like Tony has to like tiptoe down the stairs because he's in the <laughs> suit and the suit doesn't have power. Yeah. <laughs> and like man, when they bust in there and like, you know, Tony's like the distraction and Rhodey like pops in there and shoots the guards mm-hmm. and Slattery's just like laying there on the thing. Yep. And like Tony hasn't had a chance to tell Rhodey about the Mandarin yep. yet. And so he comes <laughs> up to the thing and he's just like, are you kidding me? Yep. He's like, Travis, Travis Slattery, he's like still drinking his I beer. Mean, like- and like. How how would Tony have even gone about telling Rhodey that? <laughs> and he like I I love like he like uh, how Rhodey like you know tries to get his attention like he burns his face with the gun barrel. Yep. <laughs> He's like ow. Oh. <laughs> they gave you a speedboat. All right. <laughs> this is also where we find out that the um there's a the vice president is in on it. Yep. Because he has a, a daughter or a granddaughter with a missing leg. So sell out your country for that, I guess. Okay. I mean, that. take a look at what's actually going on in the world and tell me that, that was, that's not ac- ac- accurate. Yep, Ugh. sadly. God damn it. We expect better. <laughs> anyway. We expect better from our movies. Yeah. Well, no. I've, anyway. Yeah. 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 From our movies. Anyway. Um. Where were we? Okay. So yeah, <laughs> the the president is like getting on Air Force One. Like he's got the honor guard there. Like they're all saluting and and everything. And then the Iron Patriot like slams down very unexpectedly. Stop. Nobody was expecting him to show up. And the president's like, "Oh, Colonel Rhodes, good to see you." Iron Patriot doesn't say anything. Yeah. He just walks up. Nobody challenges him. Nobody asks to actually see his face. Yeah, Nobody service. is like, why didn't you tell us you were coming? And he just gets on the plane. Secret and service like, kind of screwed the pooch on that one. It's like, you guys, you do understand that anybody could take the suit, right? It's just not. <laughs> it's like, it's not coded to Rhodey. It's, it's just a, it's a general it's a suit. And then, so yeah, they get on there, and then Air Force... Well, they're going to change their protocols after this. Oh, yeah, no kidding. They're not just going to trust when a suit shows up that the person they think is in it is in it. Yeah. Because many Secret Service agents have died because of this mistake. Mm Mm-hmm. Oof. That bit where he like walks in, he like you know he melts he melts the uh, the door behind him, so the press corps and like general staff are like stuck behind, and then he just goes into that little meeting room and like you know a bunch of well trained, well armed people are just ripped to pieces. Yep, just absolutely destroyed. Ugh. <sighs> and then he sticks the president in, in, in the, the suit, suit and sends him off. And sends him off, and he's ah, and then. Yeah. And then Iron Man arrives. Yeah. Yeah, he shows up and he it's sort of like a little bit of a, a suspenseful like horror movie moment where the 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 arm comes through the window and blasts him mm-hmm. and then he gets him from behind and they fight a little bit, they tussle and and <sighs> Okay, so I don't I don't get like how how tough the extremist guys are supposed to be cuz Tony blasts him right through the middle, and yes, that would absolutely kill anyone, but at the same time, that blast, like, through his his center of mass, is that really, like, that much worse than having the arm, as we'll see in a in a few minutes, having the armor on you and having it explode you apart? Or, you know, like, 
being ex- exploded by another extremist person like happened to yeah him at the so he's like you know walk away from that or walk that off or something mm-hmm. you son of a bitch and it's like yeah it's a great line and all and i'm glad the guy's dead because you know he's the worst but at the same time that should not have killed him yeah i i'm not really sure they knew what the rules were yeah there's no there's no hard and fast rule for just how invulnerable the extremist apparently if you're killian mm-hmm. and you know you're the guy who has to have you know the the final battle mm-hmm. you can take a lot more than Which, the than the generic like, hench people how why exactly can killian take more than the henchmen is it because yeah. like he was one of the first men- people who who took it like I don't know. You know, he used a like an early Maybe version of the formula. He's had him. the longest time to like train with it Maybe. or something. Because that bit, like, you know, we'll we'll get to it at the end. But what happens to him? He should not survive, right? At all. Anyway, all right. So we get the awesome barrel of monkeys scene. <laughs> so much fun! So much fun falling out of a plane. I, I was like, they really, they did a good job with the like conceptualizing the sequence. Yeah, and 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 filming it and pulling it off. The science doesn't necessarily have to make sense. It just has <laughs> to. I'm going to electrify cool. you, and you're not going to be able to let go. And I'm just like, okay, fine. <laughs> sure. If you say Whatever, so, I will take your word for it, Tony. Like he's he's going through collecting them and linking them together, like like you know, like like a barrel of monkeys yeah. or Voltron. And and uh, by the end, he's got like this little human pyramid that he's like dragging down into the water. And I'm like, all right, that that's pretty cool. <laughs> it is cool. And then like, no he casualties. Drops them all in, and then he's and he's like, off, and he's really he's proud waiting. of himself. And he's then like, bye guys. Chekhov. Boom. Semi. <laughs> Chekhov's remote controlled iron suit. Yeah, no kidding. When that <laughs> happened, for a minute, for like a moment, everybody was like, oh my god, Tony Stark is dead! And then he like, peeks open one eye and, and Rhodey opens the back of the cabin in the boat. <laughs> and he's like, oh man, I, wh- what did he say? Like, He's like, that could have killed me or something, or like, that would have been bad? Or, or, I don't or, remember. What did he... Uh, he said something like, when he came to out of the, the remote control. That's <laughs> so good. <laughs> He says, like, well, that would have been bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so now they're in the position And now they're ready for the house they, party protocol. Yeah. They need to go either... It's like, do we get Pepper or do we get the president? Why not well, both? There's two of you, so... <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like that, that gif of the little, uh, the little girl going, why not both? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's very... It's clear that Rhodey's mission is to protect the president. And so he's yeah. gonna let Tony do his thing. Yeah. Tony's gonna tone. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And Rhodey's. This is why you need to have friends. Otherwise, you're Batman and you're stuck. Forced, you know, you're forced to let one die to save the other. (laughs) Rachel. But it's not the right one. The joke's all a bit different. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And then we get the uh, the scene with uh, Killian. Oh yeah, we totally skipped over the part where Killian was like showing off. Like he had the little hologram balls and he was showing off Pepper to, to Tony and being like, ha ha, I've injected her with Extremis. Yeah. This is not a terrible mistake that will bite me in the ass later. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just going to take this hostage that I've got and I'm going to inject her with this thing that turns people into superhuman killers. Because he wants her to be perfect. What, what could go wrong? Uh, megalomaniac does not necessarily think everything through. It, it, would, did, he, did he actually say you're my trophy, or did she be like, you're, "Yes, he did." Yeah, he says you're my trophy, and she's like, "Of course." Well, no, he 
No, she goes, yeah. I'm your he trophy. Says, he like, says, yeah. that's, not the re- that's not the whole reason that I took you. And she's like, I'm your trophy, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. Pepper's smart. Smart. Yeah, yeah. So it's the Roxxon whatever. Um, that fight sequence Roxanne is Valdez. really cool. Oh, yeah. Like, And I love that like they it. show up and, and, you know, Tony's just shooting all over the place and he's like, I'm out of bullets. I was trying to hit that light. It's not possible. You can't, you can't, you can't hit that light from here, and 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 Rody just pops up, bang, hits yep. it, and he's like, "All right, fine, whatever." <laughs> there's even in the middle of this crazy fight scene, they're still being petulant yep. children at each other. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that bit. Like they're they're flying in, and like you know, Rody's getting so excited, he's like, "Give me Yay! one, give me and one." The, and the first suit, like the first suit, like shows up for Tony, and he's like, and and Rody puts his arms up, like you know, he's like, "Yeah, me, do me, do me." And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. They're all for me." Yep. <laughs> and then one of them <laughs> just picks, like picks Rody up like a child, uh, and he's just like, "Shut up." This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's such a cool like fight sequence because first of all, some of the you know minions are ladies. Yeah, or people of color. A, it, and, you know, yeah, yeah. It's actually yeah. a pretty even mix. Uh, yeah. I mean, like it's more male than female, which is you know to be expected in in uh, the the veteran cohort, but still a good number of women. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, I, I like the bit, like you know, all the when all the suits show up. I mean, like first, you know, uh, Tony and Rhodey are like surrounded, mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh, our heroes are in, they're gonna die. This is terrible. And then. The suits all show up and they're like ringed around the whole ship, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh no! And Jarvis just Things... goes, "Hello, sir," and it's like all of rules them. change. Uh, it's like it's like that uh, that that for, that episode with the, uh, the in was it season two or three of Buffy, where uh, like they had like Oz locked up in the cage and like the Jekyll and Hyde monster was like starting to rip him up, and then the sun sets, and then. And then uh, Oz like turns into the werewolf. He's like, "Rules change." Oh yeah, yeah, great. yeah. I had there's that 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 great moment. I'm like, yeah, it's like, come on, guys, target all think, the extremist heat yeah. signatures. And so they get started, and like the first the first suit like takes out two extremist things, and then like the next one just gets torn apart, and you're like, "Oh shit, this isn't gonna go well." Ah. <laughs> oh. It's a it's a pretty good like fight back and forth like throughout the whole thing where mm-hmm. Jarvis is just beating everything to death. Yeah, <laughs> you know that Jarvis was having fun. <laughs> Jarvis is like, I'm in charge yeah. now. And you can see like all the different kinds of suits that Tony's made. What we only named like two of them, like uh, or, uh, or at least we only Eeyore, got heart, heartbreaker, heartbreaker, red snapper, red snapper. Oh, there was one was named Eeyore. Yeah. which one's Eeyore? So the the first the one that. Came over and stabilized the container that Tony and Rhodey were on. Oh, the sort of mini Hulkbuster. Yeah. yeah, that one. Nice. Yeah, that looked like a donkey. Right, and it was gray. <laughs> Tony is really original. <laughs> Heartbreaker, red. He pays snapper. people to come up with names. Yep. Oh man. Mm. Yeah, and and it the he's able to like switch from suit to suit, and they're they're fighting, and like uh, Rhodey's like making his way over to the president. He's got to like fight. I love that like uh, he, they drop on top of like the container, and is it two or three guys that yeah. like pop down, and he shoots each of them like two or three times, and it's like yeah, he won. They should be dead, and then they shrug it off because they're Terminators, so and it's just like the, well, that's not fair. Yeah, so he takes out the the links and like shoots the canister, the container out of the sky. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, oof, man, that is, that's, uh, oof, that's a hard move. Mm-hmm. 
That's a Especially way to do it. Like don't swinging, have a suit to fly in. And he's he's like swinging around and zip lines down to the president yep. and like, oh man. <laughs> and he flies Rody. the president out of there. It's like, yay, way to go, Rhodey. Oh man. And, oh, and and uh, uh, Tony makes his way over to uh, to Pepper, who is trapped under rubble. Oh no. She's trapped. Ah! And so there's like this whole crazy thing where it's like, you know, take my hand, I'll catch you. You've got to let go. I'll catch you, I promise. Can't stay here. Yeah. And it's supposed to be this like big suspenseful thing when she falls. But as she falls, I'm thinking, wait, there's a shot in the trailer of her looking really epic and surrounded (laughs) by flames that I haven't seen yet. Okay. I am not worried at all for Pepper right now. Right. Put yourself in the shoes of somebody who hadn't seen the trailers. Right. But this was also before they they really started filming stuff specifically for the trailers that they then wouldn't use. Mm. You know? So pretty much like everything that was in the trailer was in the movies. But yeah, I mean, but it was still, I mean, like, even even knowing that, I don't recall whether in the moment I thought that, uh, thought of that, but, you know, I, 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 it was effective. I thought it was good. I was like, oh, no. It was good. Oh, yeah. no, it, was, it, it was the right move. She's like, she falls. I'm like, no. Yeah. And Tony does not yet know that she's going to be right. fine. Yeah. So. Yeah. And he, he's ready for some, he's, he's ready to, to kick some ass. Yeah. And and we get the uh, the great uh, like fight between him and Killian where I he's like it. having to sw- he has to switch armor like two or three times. I love it so much. And like Killian's like ripping through it and just like cutting pieces off. And like he, he uh oh that that was a good bit like with uh where he was like trapped under Killian and Killian was like starting to cook him. And he like and then he puts the blade up yeah. and like kill- cuts Killian's arm off. It's like ooh that looks like it stings. <laughs> you know what I'm just thinking about, guys? What? what? We talked so much in the early movies about how weak the big, the climactic fight scenes were. And we've been going on about this for a while. Yeah, now. this so one's really good. Really, these fight scenes have gotten yeah. better. Yeah, this one is really good. It is definitely, it is, yeah, it's hands down better than the climax for one and two. Yeah. This is a really good climactic fight scene. I, I really enjoyed it. And to be honest, like, like, uh, you know, we we often say that the MCU villains aren't that great, but Killian turned out really well. I mean, I you know I, I would have liked to see what would have happened with Maya, but but Killian turned out well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, some good stuff. Like uh, you know, little angry nerd man who uh, you know could not let go of his nerd rage and just kept wearing that fedora and kept milading and ended up being a red pill asshole. Huh. Yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So yeah, so... The, like they're they're fighting and like he's losing the armor like left and right and like you know he's getting some good blasts off on Killian, but Killian just keeps like better than Wolverineing. Like his 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 healing factor is huge. It's absurd. Yeah. And then like we get the the great bit at the end where the Mark Forty Two shows up and like it doesn't go on him and it's like oh our hero is defeated. Just falls apart. It falls apart and then he zaps it over you know he does the little the thing that he did earlier where he zapped it over to pepper he zaps it over to uh, to killian yep. and it's like and he's like uh jarvis blow up the mark 42 and i'm like badass but before before he does that it's um you're so you're, you're right about something i don't i don't deserve pepper but oh, here's yeah. where you're wrong yeah. she was already perfect and that's when he yeah. sends the suit onto yeah onto killian yeah and then he just goes blow the mark 42 it's such a great moment yeah Ah, so good. And 
yeah, as we were taught, as we were saying earlier, this should kill him. Mm-hmm. He should be He's gone. He should cease to exist. He's he should gone. be atomized crap. Left of him. I mean, it's one of those things like um uh you know, you ever seen like those fireworks safety videos mm-hmm. where like if you have a firecracker on your hand and it goes off, it's like, "Oh, ow, that hurt a little bit." Mm, whatever. You know, it's not so bad. But if you close your hand around the firework and it goes off, you don't have a hand anymore. Right. How much worse yeah. is it if the firework is surrounding your hand? <laughs> Just goddamn. Like he should not no. exist. He's like he's like he's like baby Groot. Yeah, I I mean I have I've absolutely I really love what happens. Mm-hmm. I love what happens, but at the same time, he shouldn't exist. He just shouldn't. It's done. But anyway, he, he doesn't die. And like Tony like falls down to like the bottom of the thing and Killian's gonna like shows up and is like looking all scarred and glowy and terrible and he's like, I'm gonna fucking I'm eat the Mandarin. Yeah, he's yeah, he's saying the I'm the Mandarin yeah. crap, which he doesn't need to say. We already know that. Yeah. But but uh and then he gets knocked off screen by a giant metal pole. <laughs> and it's Pepper. <laughs> And Pepper's just there, like panting, like holding this giant metal rod, yeah. like ah, 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 looking like the like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm then, just like, yeah. I think it's either Heartbreaker or Red Snapper comes around and targets her. Yeah, and Tony's earpiece is out, and he's not able to get to it in time. He's like, D- you know, disengage. The target to my twelve is not a threat. Ah. And instead, she just punches the thing through the arc reactor takes it down. Yeah, she she takes it out, Scoop, like rips the arm off. She shreds yeah. these two. She puts scoops it up on. the she, arm. She puts the arm on. Kicks a missile. And, and then blows Killian up, which compared to what he just went through, that should be nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, okay, great. It was a great finish and it's nice that she's able to kill him, but an explosive going off next to him is not the same thing as an explosive happening around his entire body. It just doesn't. Ah. Again, this is a great scene. I loved it. I love what she, but she's like when she turns around and she's like, that was incredibly that was violent. Really violent. That was really violent. Oh, I was just like. <laughs> oh. Who's the hot mess now? Me. And Tony's like, you know, this this whole look with the sports bra and the tights, you should wear that around the house. Yep. And he's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, athleisure is very popular right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Oh, man. Oh, that was such a good ending fight scene. Thank you, Iron Man 3. Seriously. Hmm. And then you have, like, that really good denouement. Yeah. Where... He goes, he gets the uh, shrapnel taken out of his chest. Did we talk about him blowing up up all of his suits yet? Oh, yeah. No, we did not. He does the incredibly wasteful step of destroying billions of dollars worth of uh, military hardware. Um, Okay, I get it as an emotional, Mm -hmm. psychological 12-step. I need to cut off what I'm dependent on kind of thing. But at the same time... What he destroys represents, like, the military budget of most countries. Just, you rich asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you donate those suits to some, like, needy countries? (laughs) 
Well, wouldn't that maybe be hilarious? He takes the parts and starts working on yeah. Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, no. And the Iron Legion. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. The the the, the report, like the scrap from from what from his uh clean slate program mm-hmm. goes into making right. the Iron Legion. So the one step forward yeah. is is the clean slate protocol, and the two steps backwards is the drones. Iron Legion. So you know, drones better. <laughs> <laughs> Venko's right. Like, yes. you know, it strategically makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you get the really great denouement where, you know, he gets the shrapnel out of his chest and Pepper gets Happy cured. wakes up in the hospital. Watching Downton Abbey. With the nurse. With the nurse. You know, with the nurse. I wonder if, if they have a relationship or if that's just a thing. Well, I it hope they nice. win like a couple of times. I, I like to think that I like to think that they're together. You know, I mean, we don't see that in Spider-Man. That's not. A, oh, that was a thing I totally forgot to mention. Like, um, uh, Harley when he when he meets like Tony in the first place, and he's like looking at the suit. He's like, oh, it needs retro reflectors so yeah. it can go into stealth mode. And I'm like, retro reflectors that go into stealth mode. The plane in Spider-Man: Homecoming. It, like they even call them that, like retro That's reflectors. Right. Yeah. So, That's right. So like the little thing that Harley's like, you should do this next time, and he's like, yeah, you're right, kid. Yeah. Anyway, and then he goes back to the wreckage of his house, and he gets dummy yeah. out of the water and. Yep, yep. And, he's like, "I'm not done." And I'm it's like, go out and make "I more. am Iron Man," and it's like he's finally at peace with being Tony Stark and Iron Man. Yep, yep. It's really great because in the beginning of the movie, he's like, "I'm a man in a can," and then by the end, he's like, "You take away my suits, you haven't changed right. anything." I am. And I think that's a great. <laughs> it's a great emotional well, transition from like, I'm a dude who uses stuff to be a hero to no, I'm, I'm a yeah. hero. Yep, I am the can. <laughs> I am Iron Can. <laughs> <sighs> and then we have the really awesome end credits, which is like a montage of clips from all the movies. You know. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. With that, oh, like, and, like, cool the su- sort the of 1970s up, The souped-up music is really great. I loved it. Yep. The entire uh, music is really... Not only is the soundtrack itself really good, but this movie also had a music-inspired by yep. album, hmm. which is yep. amazing, hmm. and I highly recommend that you go and listen to it. Uh, my favorite Imagine Dragons song is actually from this album. And it's just, that had been really popular, like, in, what, the 90s? Music-inspired by albums? Hmm. But they kind of fell out of favor. And um, I was just looking today, apparently, Black Panther, it's a a combined music from and inspired by. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they brought brought Kendrick Lamar in to do, like, one or two songs. And then when he, like, watched, like, a rough cut, he was like, nope, I'm going to do everything. (laughs) Like, this is awesome. And when Kendrick Lamar says that, you just shut up and listen. Yep, pretty much. I'm so oh excited God, for Black Panther. You guys oh all have God. your tickets. Woohoo! Yeah. Also, oh, hey, that's opening this weekend, Super isn't it? Sold. Yeah, it is. That is opening. Well, as of this uh, initial release, we are releasing this like the day before it opens. Something like so, that. So yeah. pretty yeah. much. If you're listening to this like in 2019, obviously Black Panther has been out on video for a while. <laughs> <laughs> DVD, Blu-ray, streaming, yeah. not video, dude. Bubble chip. No. We're old. It's always going to be out on video. 
<laughs> That's right. Uh, also, you can go on over to superpowersoldseparately.com. I have a roundup of some of the best Black Panther gear for sale on the internet. Mm-hmm. So you can go and check that out. Cool. Oh, before we get in, get going anywhere, uh, Stan Lee cameo. He was one of the judges at the pageant show. Of course. Yep. Not a watcher. Uh, again, not the watcher. Not the watcher. And and very importantly, we didn't talk about the end credits right, scene, which is amazing. <laughs> so Tony has been monologuing, apparently, yeah, narrating, sitting on his... a couch, looking like he's in a therapist's office. Except he's not. He's he's in his office, probably in Avengers Tower. And Bruce is nodding off as he tries yeah. to pay attention to Tony's story. <laughs> And then when he does like snap to Tony's like, you know, have you been sleeping this whole time? He's like, where, where did I lose you? And he's uh, like, Switzerland. Uh, Switzerland. <laughs> and he's like right from the beginning, I which is very rude. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't have the, I don't, I don't have, I don't have the temperament. I'm not that kind of doctor. Temperament. To be a therapist. I'm not that kind of doctor. <laughs> I mean, presumably it took him like not quite two hours to say the whole thing, but still it's like, really, Bruce? Really? Come on, be a better oh. friend. Be a better friend. <laughs> be a better science bro. Uh, you don't know. They could have been up for 72 hours already working on Ultron oh, that's true. at this point. They've been working on the uh, on the Iron Legion. Also, uh, they've been, you I know... imagine that that um, Bruce, after a you know Hulk transformation, would be extremely exhausted. So maybe he was hulking out earlier in the day. He needs to, he, yeah, he needs to carbo load. Right? He, he needs some protein. He needs <laughs> he to get more hangry, calories into okay? him. How many he calories does it take to turn into the Hulk? Oh, God. <laughs> All the calories. Okay, I think I have a new blog post coming. <laughs> oh man! Like if you think about, like, what are yeah, what are good measures of like calorie for 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 work done? Like how many how many calories does a marathon runner need to do like twenty six miles? How many calories does a power lifter Four. need? And then if you extrapolate that out, how many calories does Captain America need? How many calories does <laughs> no, the Hulk's impossible. Or, but, but... in the spirit of the Olympics, how many calories oh. does it take to do a 30-kilometer skiathlon yeah. in the cold? Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus oh. yeah, we've got really good numbers on, like, um, 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 uh, not, not Thorpe, uh, the swimmer guy, swimmer, 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 Thorpedo, not... Michael Phelps. Phelps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's got like really good numbers his, on his diet on how much, on how much he has to yep. eat to keep 8, up 8,000 calories during training. Oi. Nonstop. All right, guys. So, do we have anything else before we sign off? Uh, be sure to go on to uh, Facebook and look for our our uh, group. It's a closed group, but we'll let anybody in yes, as will. long as they're not a uh, a spam bot. Um, just search for Countdown to Infinity. Uh, we're also on Tumblr as Countdown to Infinity, mm-hmm. uh, and we're having a lot of fun there. Uh, go ahead and reach out, interact with us, and and uh, start a conversation. We like it. We do. We like to talk. We're not scary. We're big nerds, just like I you. I only bite a little. I mean, I'm pretty scary, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> next time is Captain America. No, next time is <laughs> Thor. All right, next time we're going back to Asgard for Thor of the Dark I'm World. Back to Asgard. Hashtag flat Asgard. Hashtag round Asgard. Hashtag flat Asgard. Round Asgard. Flat Asgard. Round. Flat. Round.